0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Lexington, Kentucky with my new friend Audra Meehan, the author of 100 Things to Do in Lexington, Before You Die. Audra grew up in a small town near Lexington and married a Lexington native. She lives downtown and feels it's one of the best decisions she's ever made. In this episode, Audra and I talk about the Keeneland Racetrack, Kentucky Bourbon Distilleries, and the home of KFC. You hear these three fun stories, plus a bunch more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Lexington. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Audrey, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So today we're talking about Lexington, Kentucky. And It's a city that I've been really dreaming about going to visit ever since I moved here to Nashville. There's so many great states and cities that are very close by that are easily within driving distance, and it's awesome to be able to have you onto the show to talk about the city.
1: Well, thanks. I'm really happy to talk about it because I love it here. I'm a lifelong Kentucky resident, and this has just become the best home. I left for you know a little while after college and then couldn't stay away, which happens to a lot of us.
0: Right on. So what's the, what's one of the things that you really love the most about the city?
1: The people. They're so friendly and so welcoming. And we do get a lot of visitors because of horse country and now the bourbon boom. And I've actually met multiple people that have visited from other states, other places, and they end up moving here just because they fell in love with the place. So it's very beautiful. It's picturesque and people take a lot of pride in Lexington.
0: Well, that's fantastic. So, if people are planning their trip to come to visit Lexington, obviously, you know I'm learning <laughs> about the South here that the weather can change you know, quite a bit. What's the weather like in Lexington, and and is there a certain time of year that, that's better to visit than others?
1: Sure, the Lex the Lexington weather is pretty mild. You know, we have all four seasons, of course, and we're a little bit. Protected from some of the other Kentucky weather. It's kind of weird how it like hits Louisville and then kind of misses us and then hits eastern Kentucky. But the best times of year to visit are usually April and October for fall and spring because Keeneland is running. So that's when we have our highest number of tourists and visitors. But anytime through that is really great for all the different festivals. And it's just a really good time to be outside. We also have some really cool things we do in the winter. We have a community ice rink that we set up downtown and some other things that you can do then. But there's nothing like Kentucky in the fall or spring.
0: You mentioned Keelan for the listeners that are familiar with that. Can you explain what that is?
1: Sure. Keeneland is Lexington's racetrack. So most people are familiar with the Kentucky Derby, which takes place at Churchill Downs in Louisville. And Keeneland is kind of our version of that, but it is a complete night and day different experience. Churchill Downs is set amongst the Louisville downtown kind of uh, industrial area and Keeneland is in kind of a protected farmland area. So where you're seeing old buildings and things at Churchill Downs, when you come to Keeneland, it's all farmland. So we go to Keenland and tailgate out in the parking lot and in the grassy areas. And they even have gotten so big now that they have separate areas set up in the grassy knolls to uh, watch simulcasts. Because we can't fit everyone into Keeneland's racetrack anymore. So you can either tailgate outside, go to the simulcast, or you can go inside and watch the racing from there.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: It it really is. It's kind of a tradition that everybody does. I mean, if you live in Lexington, Keeneland is one of the things you do. You know, we kind of, anywhere you live, you kind of take things for granted after a while and you don't necessarily know all the historic homes or all the different Tourist attractions, you don't necessarily go to those, but that's not the case with Keeneland. That is the one thing everybody will tell you about in Lexington.
0: Okay, so if people are planning to come visit Lexington, do you have your own airport where people can fly into?
1: We do. It's very small. It's the Bluegrass Airport, but we have things like Allegiant with the cheaper flights. Uh, A lot of people make it to Lexington and we call them snowbirds. (laughs) So we're kind of, you know, when you talked about being in the South, you never know, like in Southern Living Magazine. Yeah, we might be in there is the South, but then other people call us the Midwest. And so we're kind of that border state, but we get these snowbirds that come from up North and they stop in Lexington and then they'll go down to Florida from there. So we're kind of this funny stop along the way for a lot of people. And like you said, we're a really good central location for kind of everything. We have a lot of people that can live here and fly out of Bluegrass Airport or we also have options in Louisville and then Cincinnati, which that airport is actually in Covington, Kentucky. So I always tell people like Cincinnati kind of steals our airport, but really it's in Kentucky.
0: Right on. (laughs) So when we fly in and we're ready to get into the city and explore everything around, do we rent a car, take public transportation? Like how do we get around from, and how do we get from the airport to the city? And how do we get around?
1: You know, renting a car is probably your best bet, but we, I mean, we also have all the Lyft and Uber and cab companies that you could want. So we also have interesting ways to travel, you know, so you could always come up with something like scooters for rent downtown. There's the big blue peddler where you can pedal and drink beer while you go around downtown. So we've got the unique stuff or you can rent a car and use the rideshare services.
0: So, and then when we're thinking of where we're going to stay downtown, is there a certain area of town that we should focus on to stay, or uh, does it really matter?
1: Downtown is kind of small. We're very accessible is really what I should say there. I love 21C. It's a museum hotel and they're scattered throughout the region. I'm not sure if they're nationwide, but it's lovely, and it's in an old building that's been restored downtown. So you can stay there and really have access to a lot of the cool things to do in Lexington. But there are a couple of other downtown hotels that are just as convenient. So I always tell people in Lexington, we are also part of Fayette County. So really, the whole county is Lexington. But you can get from anywhere in the county to anywhere in the county in about 25 minutes drive time.
0: Oh, that's really, well, that's really easy. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, unless it's rush hour, but yeah, it's a very accessible place.
0: Yeah. It's funny uh, coming from LA when we come out to Nashville and, and some of the other cities around and they talk about their rush hour. I'm like, okay, this might be a little bit of traffic, but you don't really know traffic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Until you're in LA, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. We have our car where we have our hotel in downtown And we're now thinking of what we want to do. So what are some of the attractions that, again, besides Kingland, what are some of the other things we really must do when we're visiting Lexington?
1: Well, my favorite thing that happened just in the past couple of years is the visitor center has moved to our redesigned and completely renovated historic old courthouse. So our visitor center is called Visit Lex, and it is a tourist attraction in and of itself. It's beautifully done. It's in this old courthouse that... They restored the entire thing. The dome that was in it back in the 70s, they put like ductwork and all these crazy things in it. So they've taken all that down and restored it back to its original beauty. And then it also has a couple of the restaurants by one of our Michael Beard nominee chefs, We Michael. So it houses Honeywood and the Thirsty Fox. So the best thing to do when you check into 21C is to walk right across the street hit up the visitor center, go to visit Lex and uh, learn about Big Blue, our representative in Lexington. He's a big blue horse that you'll see all over town and find out what you want to do and then grab a drink and something to eat made by WIDA and then plan your day. So we have everything from Historic, beautiful opera house that has touring attractions. To we have our own minor league baseball team called the Lexington Legends, which is always a fun experience. We have the Lexington Philharmonic if you're into classical music or pops or anything like that. We have a couple of old historic movie theaters, so we have the Kentucky Theater and the Lyric Theater. And in addition to just showing movies, they also have lots of different events. That can be just a great time. And then we also have, because of the bourbon boom that the country is going through now, which Kentucky is pretty much the home of bourbon, Lexington has re- imagined our old distilleries that were just rotting and wasting away back in what we now call the distillery district. So that's been revitalized. And we have this whole area where you can go to the borough and hear live music, Or you can go across the street to the Burl Arcade, which of course is an adult arcade where you can get drinks. Um, We also have Crank and Boom craft ice cream housed there. There's a couple of different breweries there. There's good eating (laughs) throughout the place. And also you can do battle axes where you throw axes at the wooden targets. So you can just go to the distillery district for you could spend an entire day there and get your food, drinks and activities all at once.
0: That sounds like a, like a lot of fun. I always wonder, though, I mean, like, I would love to be able to throw the axes, but the combination of sharp objects and alcohol always kind of makes me a little bit nervous.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they actually address that even on their website. They're like, yes, you're welcome to come and drink and throw axes, but we will stop you if, we, if you get too many in you. So yeah, that's something they watch just like like they would at a bar, you know, where they won't let you overserve.
0: That's good. Yeah. You got to always be careful. Exactly. (laughs) So we were also talking a little bit earlier, you mentioned there's certain festivals that happen throughout the year. Can you talk about some of those? And that way, if people are trying to plan their vacation around summertime, or maybe fall break, you know, those type of things, uh, that way they can think about that.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So when I mentioned earlier that April through October is any time in there is a great time to visit one of our longest running or possibly our longest running festival concert series is called Thursday Night Live. So downtown, again, right outside the old historic courthouse, they closed down a street years ago and it's called Cheapside Park. There's a Fifth Third Bank Pavilion is there and every Thursday night starting at the beginning of April all the way through the last Thursday of October rain or shine we have a concert series there so you can follow that and find out who's playing and go down and enjoy tents set up with food, drinks, you know the kettle corn, whatever you want while there's dancing and then it's right in the heart of our short street entertainment district so if you get tired of being outside, you can go into any number of bars or restaurants, and then you can walk a little ways and find shopping or something to do like that. We also have our Lex Arts, which is our, our community support for the arts, and they do the Lex Arts Hop. So they actually have this event. It happens on Fridays. It's different Fridays throughout every month. I'm not exactly positive of the schedule. But what they do is they work with local businesses downtown that might not be an art gallery, but that want to somehow participate in LexArts. So they will show what art they have, or they'll set up a specific exhibit. And so you might go to our Sorella's Gelateria and see an exhibit that they have hanging on the wall and get some yummy homemade gelato, and then walk across the street to Mulberry on Lime, where she has taken this old house that she grew up in, and now she sells all these amazing house, home goods and toiletries and gifts, and she'll set up an art exhibit there. And then you can walk down to another restaurant or shop and just hit all these different spots. They have an interactive map online. So you can actually, like I said, our downtown is really accessible. So if you like walking, you can do that. We have scooters that you can rent for like a dollar an hour. So you can use those. We have a lot of bike lanes. So if you wanted to bike and do the arts hop, you could do that. And then every August, we have the Woodland Art Fair, and that happens at our Woodland Park, and that is always really well attended. And if you're just into different types of art, artisans, craftspeople, live music, it's a beautiful park, and it gets completely packed so that 's one of our our better known ones that 's not completely downtown that one 's a little more um, on the outskirts it 's really close to our campus for the University of Kentucky so those are just a few of probably the most recognized that people would tell you about
0: yeah, that sounds great there's so many different options and I love that a lot of these are are family friendly because I travel a lot with my kids sometimes my wife is able to go sometimes she 's not but I always like to be able to take my kids around and show them, you know, other parts of the country and what's happening in, in these new cities. And so it's a great way to, for us to bond and as well as to be able to share some of these great experiences. And, you know, speaking as a dad of the family that I'm usually the one that drives. So anytime I can find a city like yours where you can walk around and not have to drive, then that way I get to enjoy more of the experience as well, because it's hard to really kind of enjoy everything when I'm focused on the road, making sure we don't crash.
1: Exactly. And that's another thing that I should mention. When you go to visit Lex, they've curated several different tours. So they have walking and bike tours that you can do. We have tons of murals in Lexington. So you can actually do a whole mural tour. And then there's other historic tours where you can like bike to different historic homes and do the tours there. And all of that is super family friendly. Lexington's a great place to bring your family. It really is.
0: That sounds great. And like you said, there's a lot of history there as well. So being able to explore history and obviously we want to mix fun, uh, but also some education in there because we don't want the kids' brains to rot, you know? So, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes they spend a little too much time on their video games uh, and their iPads. So we've got to be able to break them away from electronics and kind of explore what's going on in the outside world.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So one of the things that I know that is really awesome down here in the South is that there's a lot of great food and specialties that, are, that happen within different cities and different regions of the South. What are some of the specialties and, and some of the food that we really shouldn't miss while we're there in Lexington?
1: Well, Kentucky is the home of Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not actually from Lexington, but it is from Kentucky. So you definitely want to try some good old fried chicken. We're also known for the Kentucky Hot Brown, which was developed in Louisville, but I have a lot of favorite places that will make a hot brown for you in Lexington. What is a hot brown? Okay, so a hot brown is white toast, and then it's got turkey slices on it, and then it's covered in a Mornay cheese sauce, and then strips of bacon and a tomato on top. It is super rich and super delicious. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, when you have them available to you all the time, you really can't do more than one every so often, but it's definitely an indulgence that everyone needs to try.
0: That sounds really good
1: it really is. And then a Derby pie is kind of like a, a dense chocolate chip pie almost, you know, that's something that people have heard of and it's just something you kind of have to try. It's got like almost a, if you've ever had blondies, it's kind of got that type of texture to it with chocolate chips and pecans in it. Um, and you know, pecans are very, a very Southern thing. And then, you know, with that, you want to try a mint julep, Those can be tough to find good ones. A lot of people tell me, like, I hate mint juleps, but then if you go to the right places or have the right person make you one, they can be pretty delicious. And they're, of course, made with bourbon. So while we're there in Lexington, where would we go for the best mint julep? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, My house. My husband makes the best mint julep. (laughs) His name is Matt, and we call them Matt Juleps because they're so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay, everybody. I'm going to give Audra's address out at the end of the episode. (laughs) You show up, show up to, and ask for Matt. He'll hook you up.
1: See, what did I tell you? We're very welcoming people here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So obviously not everybody's going to show up to your house. Hopefully nobody does. Right. So where would we go beyond that if we wanted a mint julep or some of these other great foods?
1: Yeah, I, I'm thinking Carson's. So Carson's is one of kind of our fine dining places. They have a lot of the You know, they've got uh, bourbon bread pudding and things that are more Kentucky-centered. I think I'd recommend Carson's. It's one of my favorite restaurants and bars just to sit at and enjoy a basketball game or watch Keeneland Racing or whatever. It's a fantastic place. And it's downtown, too.
0: All right. So uh, if we're looking for some great places for lunch or breakfast, uh, maybe even a nice dinner, uh, just me and my wife, maybe we'll go to Carson's. Uh, but if we have the kids, uh, probably stay away from the fine dining. What are some of the other restaurants we should go then?
1: Well, since we were talking about the hot brown, I'll go ahead and recommend my favorite place for a hot brown, which is Winchell's. So one of our kind of, I don't know how you would call it, but one of the areas of our city that has stayed very retro, I guess, it kind of looks like it's from the 1950s, 60s, and has that style. And Now that we've realized what a gem it is, we've worked really hard to keep it the same. Um, It's called Southland Drive, and there's lots of shopping and food and just very eclectic stuff to do there, and that's where Winchell's is located. So Winchell's is more of a sports bar. It's a great place to go watch a UK game, and then they also do special events. So I think it's in the summer, they'll do a crawfish boil, and they're not necessarily a Louisiana-style eatery, but they'll just do that as a fun event for people to, to buy tickets. I think they do a lobster boil every year. They do Cajun for Mardi Gras. So they really get into the spirit of just whatever the season is. So I definitely recommend Winchell's. Also, since we are south, we do have great barbecue. And my favorite place for brisket, other than my house, where my husband makes it, is a Blue Door Smokehouse. Which is this tiny little place in a neighborhood that you wouldn't really know was there, even if you drove by it. But it sells out a brisket pretty much every day because it's the best, the best brisket I've ever had, actually. So, but it also has all the other barbecue, you know, the pulled pork, pulled chicken. It even has sausages, which my brother in law, that's like his judgment on a barbecue place is if they have sausage or not, because apparently they're supposed to. So you can get that at Blue Door. And uh, it's so tiny. There's only a few tables. So you either have to kind of make friends like they do in Europe, you know, with the big picnic tables and you all just sit at the communal table or you you either have to wait, get your stuff to go because it's so popular.
0: If say we get there and there's a there's a line and we don't want to wait. Is there like a park nearby where we can grab the food and go and just kind of sit at the park?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. It's actually really close to several different places that you could go. But Woodland Park that I mentioned before would probably be the closest one to that where the art fair is. We actually have a lot of parks in Lexington. I live downtown and I live one block away from a beautiful park with all these trees. And we've put in lots of art, children friendly art exhibitions. So, yeah, we are a big place for that.
0: That sounds fun. Okay, so you mentioned earlier a couple places for dessert, like uh, Sorello's Gelateria, right?
1: Yes, yes. That's
0: one of them. Obviously, that's a place to satisfy your sweet tooth. But what about if we're thinking about breakfast? Where should we go for a good breakfast? So that way we can get our our fill-in for the day, and we're ready to rock and roll and go explore uh, the town.
1: Sure. The first thing I recommend to people is I have a good friend who has started a passport-style experience for brunch. So when you talk about breakfast, I think you kind of have to talk about brunch as well. It's called Brunch in the Bluegrass. So I always recommend that people get on her Instagram, on Brunch in the Bluegrass Instagram or Facebook, just because she's constantly putting out like, hey, here's a special deal or here's this or here's that. So I'd start there. Winchell's is another great place for breakfast. We have this really cool girly place (laughs) called Shakespeare and Co., Where instead of just having regular chairs, they have little settees and holstered chairs and everything's kind of frilly and pink and purple. And they always have a really good breakfast and they're Turkish inspired. So you can get like Turkish coffee and unique things like that. And they're open 7 or 8 a.m. So they're a great place to go. We have a restaurant called Doodles that's in an old gas station downtown and they're one of those places where you order at the counter and then you go sit and they bring out your food and there is always a line out the door for doodles so it's it's a great place to go and it's downtown but it has its own parking lot so especially if you have family you don't have to find street parking and then haul your kids there so
0: all right well cool that sounds really good yeah I lots of great options I know i'm gonna I'm hungry right now I'm planning. <laughs> So just hearing about all these food, all this delicious food and everything like that, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to, to chow down. Audra, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your tips for Lexington. But now it's time for the final countdown. So if somebody only had time for one meal in Lexington, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: I hate to tell you this, but it's a repeat. It's the Kentucky Hot Brown from Winchell's. They also have a breakfast version made with biscuits instead, which is excellent. And then when you're done eating at Winchell's, right across the parking lot, is Old Kentucky Chocolates. And you have to go there and try a Kentucky bourbon ball.
0: Ooh, what's that?
1: A bourbon ball has kind of, it's like a nougat filling with either pecans or walnuts, some sort of nut in it. And then they dip it in chocolate and put a pecan on top. And of course there's a little bit of bourbon in the filling. It's a treat you should try. They make great ones at Old Kentucky Chocolates. They're also known for their chocolate covered grapes and their chocolate dipped potato chips. So those are a great treat as well.
0: That sounds really good, that sounds very decadent.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is, it's a good treat.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you've been in Lexington for majority of your life. Uh, What's one of your most memorable stories of being in Lexington?
1: So for that, do you want one that's me personally or just a great Lexington story? Either one, whichever you like. Okay, my favorite story about Lexington starts at the Kentucky for Kentucky shop that's in our North Limestone District. When you go there, you will see this kind of weird thing, and it all goes back to a book called The Bluegrass Conspiracy, when there was a cocaine trade in Kentucky all the way through Georgia. And this guy found a man in his driveway with an unopened parachute and tons of cocaine strapped to his body. And it turns out it was a guy in The Bluegrass Conspiracy who had been flying over Georgia and throwing cocaine out of this plane, And then he tried to jump and save himself and get away from the law. Well, three months later in the Chattahoochee forest in Georgia, some park rangers found a dead black bear. And when they did the necropsy for the bear, they discovered that he could never have survived the amount of cocaine he had ingested. So (laughs) someone involved with this had the foresight to taxidermy this bear And the bear traveled the world, being owned by Waylon Jennings at one point, and ultimately ended up in a little shop in Japan, like a little novelty shop. Well, our guys that started Kentucky for Kentucky here found out that this bear was in this shop in Japan. The people that owned it were an elderly couple, and the man passed away. And his wife hated, of course, hated this taxidermied bear. So they bought Pablo Escobar and brought him home to Kentucky. And he is now on display at the Kentucky for Kentucky fun mall.
0: <laughs> what a crazy story,
1: right? Isn't that a great, <laughs> like, it's just, it's so Kentucky. There's just, there's just nothing like this place.
0: <laughs> I can only imagine what everything else is going on inside that shop.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's a fun shop. That's another great place to take your kids. Cause there's tons of, you know, it's a great place to get souvenirs. They have artwork. They really have a great sense of humor there.
0: Right on, that sounds fun. So speaking of fun times and and making people laugh and, and have a good time, where's the happiest happy hour in Lexington?
1: Well, it's not necessarily for the prices. They always have good prices at this place. But my favorite bar to hit is Old Hooker's Bait and Tackle Bar and Grill. And it is just what you picture it would be. It's this very eclectic little bar to go to and they don't have a lot of fancy stuff. They have lots of different funky events throughout the week. They'll do like drag queen bingo one night, and you never know what you're going to run into there. So uh, that's my big recommendation to people. Oh, and it has basically no website presence. So if you don't listen to this podcast, you really don't find out about it unless you live here.
0: That's That's a great tip. Okay. One of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Lexington?
1: Joe Bologna's. So Joe is a an icon in town and he took an old church and converted it into this awesome Italian restaurant. So it's a great place to get your pepperoni pizza. They're also known for the the item is just called big breadstick because it's basically like a loaf of bread that they serve on this big silver platter that's filled with garlic butter. And so when you go, before you get your pepperoni pizza, you have to get your big bread stick as well.
0: That sounds really good. Nothing like a lot of carbs. <laughs>
1: exactly, that's for the carb loading day, absolutely.
0: Absolutely, we may have to run a marathon the day after just to kind of burn <laughs> it all off.
1: Yeah, once you've, once you've visited the town of restaurants, yeah, you're gonna need to exercise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, okay, so obviously you know a lot about travel. Uh, you, wrote, you basically wrote the book on Lexington. I did. What's your best travel tip?
1: The tip to save money, and we do this in Lexington all the time when we're downtown, we'll see someone trying to put money in a meter. But downtown parking is free after five every day and Saturdays and Sundays all day. So that's the best tip for if you want to travel and rent your car downtown. The other thing is look into Airbnb in Lexington because we have some really unique ones. There's a couple that are in historic homes because we do have a lot of history here, but there's one that's Game of Thrones themed. And then I actually have a neighbor that does Airbnbs in her Airstream trailers in her backyard. So those are just a couple of highlights of the ones that we have, but definitely check that out because that could be an interesting place to stay.
0: Yeah, normally I stay in hotels just because I'm I'm all about earning the miles and points, but I think there's something really cool about those unique experiences like that where you're not going to find it anyplace else. It's like, who wouldn't want to stay at the Game of Thrones Hotel, you know?
1: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Awesome. Well, Audrey, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your tips for Lexington. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and if somebody had more questions about Lexington, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media?
1: Sure. Well, I'm a lifelong resident here. I grew up in a town nearby. My husband's actually the Lexington native and I'm the fun agent. So I help people find their dream homes because I just love connecting people to things in Lexington because clearly I'm I'm a little head over heels for this place. And I just wrote the book, 100 Things to Do in Lexington Before You Die. So a lot of the things I've mentioned today are in that book. So a great way to bone up after you listen to this podcast is to order my book and read it and just kind of map out your plan for what you want to do when you get here. And the best way to reach me, I have Facebook, Instagram, I kind of have it all, but I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. And I am odd, A-U-D, M-E-I-G-H-A-N. And if you want to buy the book, it's on reedypress.com. And that's reedy, R-E-E-D-Y.
0: Perfect. We'll link to all that in the show notes. And again, I really appreciate you coming uh, onto the show and sharing your tips. We look forward to seeing you when we travel there.
1: All right. Thanks, Lee. Can't wait to meet you.
0: Big thanks to Audra for coming onto the show and sharing your tips for Lexington. Show us some love by following her on Instagram at Audmian. That's A U D M E I G H A N. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to show your favorite thing about Lexington, Kentucky. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Lexington. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so that way you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code Lee to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Key West, Florida to speak with my good friend Victoria Green of ToursAdventures.com. Victoria and I talk about the Songwriters Festival, Fantasy Fest, and the sunset celebrations at Mallory Square. Be hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.